Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Song of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Introduction Should you ask me whence these stories, whence these legends and traditions with the odors of the forest, with the dew and damp of meadows, with the curling smoke of wigwams, and the rushing of great rivers, with their frequent repetitions and their wild reverberations as of thunder in the mountains? I should answer, I should tell you, from the forests and the prairies, from the great lakes of the Northland, from the land of the Ojibways, from the land of the Dakotas, from the mountains, moors, and fenlands, where the heron, the Shushuga, feeds among the reeds and rushes, I repeat them as I heard them from the lips of Nawadaha, the musician, the sweet singer. Should you ask where Nawadaha found these songs so wild and wayward, found these legends and traditions, I should answer, I should tell you, in the birds' nests of the forest, in the lodges of the beaver, in the hoof-prints of the bison, in the eyrie of the eagle. All the wild fowl sang them to him, in the moorlands and the fenlands, in the melancholy marshes. Cheetowake the plover sang them, Mong the loon, the wild goose Wawa, the blue heron the Shushuga, and the grouse the Mushkudasa. If still further you should ask me, saying, Who was Nawadaha? Tell us of this Nawadaha. I should answer your inquiries straightway in such words as follow. In the vale of Tawasentha, in the green and silent valley, by the present water courses, dwelt the singer Nawadaha. Round about the Indian village spread the meadows and the cornfields, and beyond them stood the forest, stood the groves of singing pine trees, green in summer, white in winter, ever sighing, ever singing. And the pleasant water courses, you could trace them through the valley, by the rushing in the springtime, by the alders in the summer by the white fog in the autumn, by the black line in the winter. And beside them dwelt the singer in the vale of Tawasentha, in the green and silent valley. There he sang of Hiawatha, sang the song of Hiawatha, sang his wondrous birth and being, how he prayed and how he fasted, how he lived and toiled and suffered, that the tribes of men might prosper, that he might advance his people. Ye who love the haunts of nature, love the sunshine of the meadow, love the shadow of the forest, love the wind among the branches, and the rain shower, and the snowstorm, and the rushing of great rivers through their palisades of pine trees, and the thunder in the mountains, whose innumerable echoes flap like eagles in their iris. Listen to these wild traditions, to this song of Hiawatha. Ye who love a nation's legends, Love the ballads of a people, that like voices from afar off call to us to pause and listen. Speak in tones so plain and childlike, scarcely can the ear distinguish whether they are sung or spoken. Listen to this Indian legend, to this song of Hiawatha. Ye whose hearts are fresh and simple, who have faith in God and nature, who believe that in all ages every human heart is human, that in even savage bosoms there are longings, yearnings, strivings, for the good they comprehend not, 
that the feeble hands and helpless, groping blindly in the darkness, touch God's right hand in that darkness, and are lifted up and strengthened. Listen to this simple story, to this song of Hiawatha. Ye who sometimes in your rambles through the green lanes of the country, where the tangled barberry bushes hang their tufts of crimson berries over stone walls gray with mosses, pause by some neglected graveyard for a while to muse and ponder on a half-effaced inscription written with little skill of songcraft, homely phrases but each letter full of hope and yet of heartbreak full of all the tender pathos of the here and the hereafter. Stay and read this rude inscription. Read this song of Hiawatha. The Song of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Part 1. The Peace Pipe On the mountains of the prairie, on the great red pipestone quarry, Gichimanito the Mighty, he, the master of life, descending, on the red crags of the quarry, stood erect, and called the nations, called the tribes of men together. From his footsteps flowed a river, leaped into the light of morning, o'er the precipice plunging downward gleamed like Ishkuda the comet, and the spirit stooping earthward, with his finger on the meadow, traced a winding pathway for it, saying to it, Run in this way. From the redstone of the quarry, with his hand he broke a fragment, molded it into a pipehead, shaped and fashioned it with figures. From the margin of the river took a long reed for a pipe stem, with its dark green leaves upon it. Filled the pipe with bark of willow, with the bark of the red willow, breathed upon the neighboring forest, made its great boughs chafe together till in flame they burst and kindled, and erect upon the mountains, Gichimanito the mighty, smoked the calumet, the peace pipe, as a signal to the nations. And the smoke rose slowly, slowly, through the tranquil air of morning, first a single line of darkness, then a denser bluer vapor, then a snow-white cloud unfolding, like the treetops of the forest, ever rising, 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 till it touched the top of heaven, till it broke against the heaven, and rolled outward all around it. From the vale of Tawasentha, from the valley of Wyoming, from the groves of Tuscaloosa, from the far-off rocky mountains, from the northern lakes and rivers, all the tribes beheld the signal, saw the distant smoke ascending, the Pukwana of the peace pipe. And the prophets of the nations said, Behold it, the Pukwana, by this signal from afar off, bending like a wand of willow, waving like a hand that beckons, Gichimanito the mighty, calls the tribes of men together calls the warriors to his council. Down the rivers or the prairies came the warriors of the nations, came the Delawares and Mohawks, came the Choctaws and Comanches, came the Shoshones and Blackfeet, came the Pawnees and Omahas, came the Mandans and Dakotas, came the Hurons and Ojibways, all the warriors drawn together by the signal of the peace pipe to the mountains of the prairie, to the great red pipestone quarry. And they stood there on the meadow, with their weapons and their war gear, painted like the leaves of autumn, painted like the sky of morning, wildly glaring at each other. In their faces stern defiance, in their hearts the feuds of ages, the hereditary hatred, the ancestral thirst of vengeance. Gichimanito the Mighty, the creator of the nations, 
looked upon them with compassion, with paternal love and pity, looked upon their wrath and wrangling but as quarrels among children, but as feuds and fights of children. Over them he stretched his right hand to subdue their stubborn natures, to allay their thirst and fever by the shadow of his right hand, spake to them with voice majestic as the sound of far-off waters falling into deep abysses, warning, chiding, spake in this wise, O oh, my children, my poor children, listen to the words of wisdom, Listen to the words of warning from the lips of the Great Spirit, from the Master of Life who made you. I have given you lands to hunt in. I have given you streams to fish in. I have given you bear and bison. I have given you roe and reindeer. I have given you brant and beaver. Filled the marshes full of wildfowl. Filled the rivers full of fishes. Why, then, are you not contented? Why, then, will you hunt each other? I am weary of your quarrels. Weary of your wars and bloodshed, weary of your prayers for vengeance, of your wranglings and dissensions. All your strength is in your union, all your danger is in discord. Therefore be at peace henceforward, and as brothers live together. I will send a prophet to you, a deliverer of the nations, who shall guide you and teach you, who shall toil and suffer with you. If you listen to his counsels, you will multiply and prosper. If his warnings pass unheeded, you will fade away and perish. Bathe now in the stream before you. Wash the war paint from your faces. Wash the blood stains from your fingers. Bury your war clubs and your weapons. Break the redstone from this quarry. Mold and make it into peace pipes. Take the reeds that grow beside you. Deck them with your brightest feathers. Smoke the calumet together and as brothers live henceforward. Then upon the ground the warriors threw their cloaks and shirts of deerskin, threw their weapons and their war gear, leaped into the rushing river, washed the war paint from their faces. Clear above them flowed the water, clear and limpid from the footprints of the Master of Life descending. Dark below them flowed the water, soiled and stained with streaks of crimson, as if blood were mingled with it. From the river came the warriors, clean and washed from all their war paint. On the banks their clubs they buried, buried all their warlike weapons. Gichi Manito the Mighty, the great spirit the Creator, smiled upon his helpless children, and in silence all the warriors broke the redstone of the quarry, smoothed and formed it into peace pipes, broke the long reeds by the river, decked them with their brightest feathers, and departed each one homeward, while the Master of Life ascending through the opening of cloud curtains, through the doorways of the heaven, vanished from before their faces, in the smoke that rolled around him, the Pequana of the Peace Pipe. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>